This is Brain Diet, a life coaching podcast, episode number 90. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. How are you? Before I get into the topic of today, I wanted to share something with you that I think is really helpful in case you are interested. I have created a free download. It's called the five tip diet that has nothing to do with food. The reason that I created this is because the internet, the world in general is very saturated with information on health and nutrition. There is so much information on what to eat and how to eat. And for someone that is starting to pay attention to their health or continuing to try to pay attention to their health and take care of themselves, this information can tend to be overwhelming sometimes. So I created this download as a way of building a foundation of health without even paying attention to the food yet. Of course, food is important in your health, but before you even get there, there are things that you can do that will immediately improve your health that aren't just changing your diet. And so that's what I wanted to create. I created these five tips that I use personally. If I'm ever like, okay, I just want to reset and I want to get back into taking care of myself. This is always what I go to. So I have created that download for you. It's free. I will put a link to that in the show notes if you are interested in it. And if you're not, that's fine. But just so you know, it's there. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. And from now on, I'll just put that link in the show notes for anyone that wants to download it. So if you're interested, go and grab that. It's super helpful. And it's something that is just really valuable when it comes to your health. So let's get started into what we are talking about today. Today, I wanted to discuss the labels that we give ourselves. How would you label yourself? If you think about it, would you say, I'm a kind person, I'm a caring person, I'm a forgetful person, I'm impatient, I'm punctual, considerate, I'm creative, I'm disorganized. We have all of these adjectives that we tend to take and apply to ourselves. And some are obvious labels. Like we can tell that it's pretty obvious to us that I'm calling myself that or I'm labeling myself as that. And other labels that we give ourselves we think are just facts about who we are. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because this is something that we do without noticing it. We look at our lives and we give ourselves labels. The brain loves to categorize and label things and it does that with us. It will look at our behavior, it will look at what's happening in our life and want to give it a label. And so we think that the labels that our brain gives us are factual and we don't even question them. Sometimes it serves us just fine to do this, to give ourselves labels. Other times it can be harmful to us or get in the way of what we want. But because our brain is so sneaky and because we don't question it, we don't realize that the only thing in between us and what we want is this label that we've given ourselves. Whatever thoughts we think, our brain looks to prove true in order to determine if it's legitimate to keep thinking. I recently just went to a dinner with a bunch of female entrepreneurs, and it was amazing to connect with all of these women. And most of the other women that were there were in the business of product creation. 
they create products that they sell online and which was fascinating for me to listen to because that's not what I do in my business. And so I love hearing different elements of entrepreneurship. Anyway, these friends were talking about how they determine what product to buy and how much to buy and when to sell it. And they will create a product, whether it's a piece of clothing or something. And if people buy it, it gives them evidence that it's useful to keep making it. It gives them evidence that they can continue in that effort. And our brains do the same thing. So it looks for evidence like, are we getting a return from this thought somewhere? Are we getting some evidence that this is true? Because if we do get evidence, then we can keep on thinking it. So this is what our brain does with the labels that we give ourselves. So in the end, how we think about ourselves, it isn't factual, but the brain has found evidence for certain thoughts and ignored evidence for contrary thoughts to make it seem as if thoughts we think about ourselves are just legitimate and relevant and true. That's why we tend to not question them because the brain looks and says, I have a bunch of evidence. There's nothing else we need to know. We don't need to question this. But labels are just thoughts. They are just sentences in our head that we are thinking about ourselves. There is no such thing as a kind person or a mean person or an organized person or a disorganized person. Did you know this? There are just people who behave in certain ways sometimes, but then they behave in different ways at other times. No one is exclusively one label. How you think about yourself and what labels you give yourself ultimately determine the results that you create in your life. If you think that you are a disorganized person, that's not going to help you create more organization. If you think that you are an impatient person, it doesn't create a window for patience. And if you think you can't do something, like I'm someone who can't do something, obviously you're never going to do it. So I want to share with you today four things that labels do, at least in what I've seen as I've coached over the years, things that labels can do for us and how to manage that. The first thing that labels can do is prevent you from growing. Some clients will come to me and say something like, I've never been able to lose weight or I've never been able to lose weight and keep it off. And they can sit there and they can provide me with lots of evidence for this. They can tell me all of the diets that they've done and how they gained the weight back and all of the things, but none of that is relevant. It's just a label that focuses on your past. The way that I think about it when someone says, I've never been able to lose weight and keep it off is if I were to say, so let's see, today is November 16th. When I'm recording this, if I were to say, I've never been able to do tomorrow, November 17th, I've never been able to do it. I'm, I just must not be able to like, oh, that makes no sense. Of course I haven't done tomorrow, but does that mean that I can't? No, it just means it's something that I haven't done, but that I can move forward with, with confidence. What I did in the past the November 17th, 2020 that I did isn't relevant to whether or not I can do November 17th, 2021. You feel me here? And we think that's just true. My clients believe that to be true, but it prevents them from growing. And if they don't change this label in their brain, if they keep that label just past focused, they will continue to create more of what they've created in the past. And if they don't change this label, if they do achieve weight loss, then they have evidence contrary to this thought. If you are so stuck on this thought, I've never been able to lose weight and keep it off, and then you lose weight, that's why people sabotage their efforts, because they want to return to alignment with this belief. They have this belief, and then when they have evidence that doesn't align with it, there is dissonance in the brain, and the brain wants to feel safe, and so it sabotages the efforts in order to return to that place of evidence that it has for the thought that it is always thought. It feels safe that way. 
We get attached to our labels because they are familiar and thus deemed safe, but that doesn't mean that they are because in the end, it just keeps us stuck. I hear people say, I'm too old. Whether it's, I'm too old to lift weights, I'm too old to change my career, I'm too old to find love. And they think they're just reporting the truth, that there is some magical age in which you can lift weights, find a career, and find love. But of course, that label is not true. It's a total lie. But people use that as a way to prevent themselves from growing. Because I'm too old, I can't do those things. And what's funny is I also get the opposite label. When I'm coaching people, they will say, I'm just too young. I'm too young to make good money. I'm too young to have to think about my health. And it's also interesting when I've coached people that want to become life coaches, they have given me both excuses. I have heard people say, I am way too old to be a life coach. And I've heard people say, I'm way too young to be a life coach. It's like, at what point is the perfect age? There is none. These labels get in the way of what you want. Another label that I see that people use that prevent them from growing is just saying something like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that food. Oh, I don't like that activity. My son is this way where I think he saw one of his friends eat a sweet potato and not like it or something because we had it one night and he said, oh, I don't like sweet potato. And I was like, but dude, you've never tried it. Why are you giving yourself that label? Because you don't even know. And so for him, I was like, let's just try it. And if you try it and don't like it, that's fine. You've at least tried it, but you have to give it an adequate chance. But when you just tell yourself something like, oh, I don't like that, you block yourself from even finding out if you do. That was me growing up. We never had bell peppers or the mini peppers in our household. I think my dad didn't like them or something. And so growing up, I was like, oh, I don't like those. I don't like those because I didn't have them in my house growing up. And then one day I realized that they were good and they weren't spicy and terrible. And I was like, I have missed out on these my whole life <laughs> just because I was under this label of I don't like those. And you think you're just reporting something about yourself, but it keeps you stuck from finding things you do like. The last example that I see is someone saying like, oh, I'm just not that type of person. I'm not the type of person that goes to the gym. Oh, I'm just not that type of person that does therapy. Oh, I'm just not the type of person to whatever it is. This happened with my sister and it's so funny, Amanda, if you're listening, I love you so much, but she's always said, she's like, I'm not a gym person. <laughs> she's like, I don't, I don't do that. I'm not a gym person. <laughs> and recently she started going to the gym and just doing things that she actually wants to do. And she's figured out that she does like it. She does like going to the gym, but because she was telling herself that she wasn't a gym person, she blocked herself from finding that out. She was missing out on something that she actually ended up enjoying. Now, some things you might think. I don't like that thing or I'm not an X type of person and you might try and still not like it and that's fine. But when you just use the label without question as a way to not take action, of course you keep yourself stuck and it's such a shame. So it's worth questioning. When we can question those labels, we can open up the opportunity for exploration and discovery about ourselves and for growth opportunities. The second thing that labels can do for us is serve as an excuse. So labels we can use them as an excuse for behaving in a way that we ultimately don't want to. An excuse like this looks something like, oh, I have a short fuse or I have a temper. So it's like if you snap at your kids, for example, and you just think, oh, I just have a short fuse today. I, I really have a short temper as if that's just truth. So then that type of label excuses a behavior that maybe we don't want to perpetuate. And it blocks the opportunity for introspection and growth. Because if you are someone that wants to not snap at your kids, it requires you looking at that label. 
And instead of saying like, oh, I'm just someone with a short fuse, you can look at it from compassion. You can look at what you're thinking and what you're feeling in that moment and what's going on for yourself to allow yourself to learn from that experience and to move forward with more knowledge. But when you give yourself a label like that, it blocks you from that introspection. Guys, can you hear the airplanes? I feel like we've had lots of airplanes in this episode. Fun. So people are going somewhere fun. I hope they're going somewhere warm. (laughs) The next example of a label that I tend to hear is something like, oh, I'm just always late. I can never be on time. And thinking this way is very permissive. Like, of course, I'm late again. It's just who I am. But when you have the opportunity to be on time, if you perpetuate this label, you don't capitalize on the opportunity and you don't prioritize that opportunity. You just use that label as an excuse to perpetuate the behavior. Now, again, if you're someone that's not on time and that doesn't matter to you, then this isn't a problem. But only if you give yourself that label and want to be different, that's when it becomes a problem. If it gets in the way of becoming who you want to become. Another example is someone saying, oh, I'm just a total sugar person. I love sweets. It's in those moments when there is sugar around and maybe you hadn't planned for it that this label like, oh, I'm just a sugar person. I just love sugar, that it makes it even harder to resist because you're giving yourself this label as if it's harder for you to resist those types of things versus being in those moments and thinking something like I am a person with an urge for a food right now. It's not because I'm addicted to sugar. It's not because I love it so much and it's a problem. It's just because I'm a person with an urge for something very human. Another example of a label that can serve as an excuse is saying something like, oh, I'm really bad at that. I'm I'm not good at that. Like if you want to be better at something, saying you're bad at it acts as an excuse from trying. And it also forces you to play small. When you're believing that you're bad at something, you're not going to go for something. Like for me in CrossFit, this was box jumps, jumping on a box. I've always believed like, oh, I'm so bad at those. I'm so bad at those. And one day I finally questioned that label. I'm like, why am I telling myself I'm bad at these? Because I'm obviously going to keep doing them. So why am I continuing to tell myself that I'm bad at them? What if I'm wrong about that? What if I actually could be good at them? And the truth is now I'm not like an expert at them, but I'm so much better at them. And I can do a lot of them in a workout way more than compared to before when I kept telling myself that I was bad at them. And when I'm coaching women and we are working on getting them to lift weights and become a little bit more involved with like lifting heavier weights, this is such a common label. This is such a common excuse that people use like, oh, I'm just so bad at that. I'm not good at lifting weights. And all that does is block you and serve as an excuse for staying stuck versus saying something like, I'm open to trying. This is unfamiliar and I'm not really super comfortable in this area, but I'm totally open to trying to see if I can grow. Another label that serves as an excuse is something like I'm disorganized. If you want to create more organization in your life, then this label is a problem. And again, if you don't, then this label isn't a problem. If you don't care about creating more organization, all of these thoughts keep us from doing what we want to do. It serves as an excuse. So not only are we behaving in a way that we don't want to, these types of labels act as an excuse as if the power to change is outside of you. If you believe like, oh, I'm just a sugar person. Oh, I'm just disorganized. It's as if you can do nothing about it. And that's why we have to question them. The third thing that labels can do is create problems with who you are. I have always given myself the label of I remember people really well. Like I remember faces. I remember names. And recently I met someone and he and his wife were like, yeah, we were at your engagement party seven, seven, how many years ago? Seven years ago or whatever. And I had no recollection of them. Like I, I, I knew who they were because they had told me I had context, but I had no recollection of meeting them. 
So because I've given myself this label of I remember people really well, then when I had evidence to the contrary, I was like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Something is happening with my brain. Something's not working. I'm losing my memory. Like I make it, I made it mean that something was wrong with me because I had evidence to go against this label that I had given myself. Now, this awareness allowed me to keep this label. I like to believe that I remember people well, and I'm going to continue to choose to believe that, but consciously deciding that if I don't remember someone, that it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong is one of the most powerful pieces. So when we have a label that can lead us to believe that something is wrong with us, that's when awareness is really powerful. Another label that can create problems with who you are is when you give yourself a label like, I'm a good mom. Now, again, this label in and of itself isn't a problem, but just like in the previous example, if you were to do something that you don't normally do, like yell or snap, and then you start to question, but wait, am I not a good mom? What's wrong with me? Whether or not you choose to believe you're a good mom has nothing to do with how you parent. It's just a choice you make in how you think. And I will tell you what, you are a good mom and you are a bad mom. There is evidence for both of those labels. And as long as you can hold space for that and then consciously choose the one that feels best to you and serves you best, that's when you are in control of your life and in control of who you are. So in those moments when you behave differently, instead of thinking something's wrong with me because this doesn't match this label that I want to have of being a good mom, you can have compassion as you approach yourself. And again, just be like, okay, this is not how I want to behave. I want to behave in a way that is different. So how can I, again, learn from this and move on instead of making it mean something is wrong with me? Another label that I hear is something like, oh, I'm, I'm a weirdo because like something I hear people say like, oh, I'm a weirdo because I love to exercise, which that is, that's my favorite thing. If that's weird, then I'm into it. <laughs> but when people are different than we are, and then we give ourselves the label that we're weird, it can be as though it's because something is wrong with our preference as if we made a wrong choice or we are wrong because we're different. And maybe this resonates with you and maybe not, but I can hear some people say like, oh, I'm weird because it's almost like a self-deprecating thing so that people don't criticize them for being different, which is just so fascinating. But I remember as a kid, I loved olives and veggies on pizza. Like I loved vegetarian pizza. And when I was at a soccer party, all of the other girls on the soccer team were like, what? You like that? That's so weird. And at the time I just kind of owned it. I was young, but I was like, oh yeah, I'm weird. But inside I was like, what's wrong with me? Am I, is something wrong with me that I like this and all of these other people don't? Now we can have so much compassion for this because we are a tribal species. We are very motivated by being accepted into groups. It's a survivalist thing. But when we look at a difference in preference or something that's different among those we are around and make it mean that something has gone wrong, that's when it can be painful. And that's what I want you to question. And it can be dismissive of ourselves to say that we're weird. So own who you are. And if you're different, own that even more. Honestly, it would be so lame if we were all the same. Isn't it great that we're different? So take ownership over that and don't think that you're weird Consider that that's just you and you're exactly who you need to be in the world and the world is better because you're in it. The fourth thing labels can do is allow you to grow into the person that you want to be. Labels can act as a way to accept yourself. So when you have anxiety, instead of a label like, oh, I'm an anxious person, you can give yourself a label like, I am a perfect human. I'm having anxiety and I am having a perfectly perfect human experience with all of the emotions that come with it. 
or when we make mistakes, instead of giving us a label like I did something wrong or something is wrong with me, you can give yourself a label like I'm exactly who I need to be. And when you can choose deliberately the labels you want to give yourself, you can live into that label. You can say, I want to give myself the label of being a kind person. Though I'm sure sometimes I can be mean, for the most part, I want to believe that I am kind. Thus, I'm going to create evidence for that. And if I have evidence against that, I can take ownership over that. I'm not always kind, but I do my best to be. Whatever labels you have about yourself, be sure to question. Is that true? Is it true that I'm a disorganized person? Could I be wrong about that? And how do I want to label myself? How do I want to think about myself? Who do I want to become and how can I create labels that lead me in that direction? When you can recognize that these labels that you have for yourself are completely optional. And even if there is evidence to prove them true, if they feel terrible and don't allow you to be who you want to be, then you don't have to think them. You can be open to discovering more about who you are and the labels you actually want to give yourself deliberately instead of just by default. So choose your labels wisely, my friends. That is all I have for you this week. Be sure to check out that free download if you are interested, the five tip diet that has nothing to do with food. It's one of my favorite things I've ever created. And I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. (music) Thank <music> you.